RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 98. Welcome here as always. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson. We've got a bunch of great interviews tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, the Valor 54 card coming up here in just about a week now. Uh, it is next Saturday at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum, uh, and it is loaded. We've got a lot of great guests from that card tonight. And uh, before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's some some current news, some current events uh, in the uh, in the MMA world. Justin, uh, what have you uh, what have you dug up for us this week? Uh, anything uh, anything of note happening? And there's a lot going on actually. Uh, um, I think one of the bigger stories is you no. Know, Funny to me, I guess, is is uh, Connor calling out uh, tension. What do you think about that? Oh wow, uh, I, that's the first I'd heard that. So Connor has called out tension after uh, after uh, Mayweather clowned him. I guess uh, he sees that as I, I, you know, I guess he sees that as a big money fight, uh, especially if they were to do it in Japan under uh, similar circumstances as it just happened with Floyd. Probably make a lot of money on that, I guess. So I can see the I can see his angle, but I don't think. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say for sure. It wouldn't. As long as Connors with with uh, UFC, I can't imagine that would happen. You think they let him go do that? I don't think so. It it just doesn't make any sense to me the way I think tension weighed in for the for the Floyd fight, like 135 pounds or something. Oh wow! Um, I mean, Floyd was way bigger than him, and you know, you know, Connor outsized Floyd pretty big. So oh yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense. I don't know. He went he he went on Twitter and and. Asked for the fight, said he wanted to go to Japan and, and do an exhibition MMA fight with tension. Um, it may be just just try, try to keep his name in the mix. I don't know, but um, I just thought it was funny that he's he's now chasing after you know just whatever he can get. Almost it seems like to yeah, stay that away is, from it, to stay away from big fights. I don't think it's a good look, honestly. Because I mean, you know, you don't want to be calling out guys that just got ran, you know, real bad. <laughs> that wasn't an impressive showing from from tension at all, you know. So uh, it's it doesn't look great to be calling out uh, guys that that just got murdered. Yeah, and and somebody that's that much smaller than him too, you know. It's like I don't know. I mean, he would have twenty pounds on tension. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it'd be a real, a real big size difference for sure. Uh, in fact, like MMA is even, just makes it probably even, even more to Connor's advantage. You know, like maybe if, if maybe a kickboxing bout would be uh, some. I mean, it'd still probably be pretty one sided, I guess. But you know, you you add uh, the Connor's ability to to lean on him and, and get a hold of him, and and, it, and that size definitely comes into play. Yeah, I mean, I've kickboxed guys twenty and thirty pounds heavier than me, you know, and that's at a totally different level, but you know, it's not, it's not a walk in the park. I mean, the, you know, that, that size advantage is, is a big deal when it comes to getting the power and the punches and, and everything else. And, you know, what, you know, the damage that, that you're able to put on somebody that much bigger than you is just, it's a lot less, you know, tension is phenomenal kickboxing, but you know, you'd be essentially fighting somebody, you know, 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. Um, I mean, even if they even if they did the fight at 155, Connor's going to come in there at 165, 170. You know, if tension gets up to 140, I don't know. It just seems like a 
seems like a, just a disaster to me. I, and, you know, to try to act like he's going to go fight at Ryzen, I don't know. It just yeah, like I'm, sure, I'm sure that is, uh, that's got a few frowny faces going uh, in multiple multiple directions there. I'd, I'd say a lot of it is, is honestly uh, just kind of keeping his name in the mix, staying relevant as best he can uh, while he waits on uh, what's next. Yep. There's some big fights coming up. Um, this 235 card is is huge. Uh, what do you make of uh, Tyron Woodley getting uh, Kamara Usman instead of instead of Kobe Covington? Well, you know, we've been talking about that here. We've we've brought that up on the podcast here a few times, where you know there's some speculation that Dana was going to go that direction, and um, I'm not real surprised to tell you the truth. That is a really stacked card. That's that beats to death any even the the year end card you know uh it's pretty freaking solid i mean it's a good i would say eat well a good five or six like real good fights deep yeah it's it's uh it's, i'm trying to pull up the card right now um cody garbrandt comes back that night um let's see here osp is he on that card i i i Think so? Is this the one that had? No, hold, is, hold on. Maybe this is not. Is this the yes, one that has John is. Jones? Yeah, he is on this card. Yeah. So, so the main events: John Jones and Anthony Smith. Uh, then co-main is Tyron Woodley, Kamara Usman, Lawler, Askren, Garbrandt, Munoz, uh, Jeremy Stevens, and Zabit, OSP and Serkinov, Holly Holm and Aspen Ladd, uh, Maz Vidal and Neil Magny, and uh, Diego Sanchez and Mickey Gall. Yeah, that's that's that, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> that really that's is. insane. Yeah, that's I mean, if you put, you know, if that's if that's main card and and prelims, you know, that, I mean, that's insane. You've got guys yeah. that could main event, a, you know, a fight pass card or 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 you know, UFC on on ESPN Plus card that are fighting on in the you know starting out the undercard. I mean, you you could put Diego Sanchez and Mickey Gall on a fight pass pay per view. I mean, oh, not yeah. pay-per-view, but main, main event, you know? Main card, right. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, that card's going to be nasty. I, I guess it's the first one also under the ESPN deal. So, uh, you know, that I'm sure that has something to do with it. The the prelims will, will be on ESPN Plus. Um, so, you know, that stacking it up like that, you know, could help that out a lot. One of the, one of the, the better fights that I'm looking forward to on that card is Holly Holm and Aspen Ladd, I think. One of those, you know, could potentially be up there to fight Amanda Nunes next if they don't give her cyborg. Yeah, that's a big fight. That is a real big fight. It's a real big step up for Aspen Ladd. But you know, she's been, uh, you know, she's been gradually being brought up the ranks, you know, and uh, and has has beat some good girls. So that's going to be uh, a pivotal fight for for both those ladies. How do you think uh, OSP matches up with Serkinov? Um, I think it'd be a good fight. I think Serkinov's, you know, tough. Pushing forward, um, I think on the ground, OSP's got a clear advantage. Uh, I, I don't want to see him, yeah, athleticism and all. I don't, don't want to see him really stand and strike with with Serkinov. I just think it's dangerous. I think he's 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 way too good on the ground, and and uh, yeah, I think that's where his advantages lie. Um, but I think he'll end up definitely picking up a win and and getting back in in the win column there. Yeah, that's going to be uh, the. Uh, I can see why they're doing it uh, that way because you know the ESPN Plus is a it's a it's an add-on type subscription, you know, much like a Fight Pass or what have you. 
So four ninety nine is yeah, that's a good deal. You know, it's it, it is a good price for for the product. I will say that they're they're going to really want to uh, get you know come out with a bang and get people signed up. I think for that uh, that prelim card because it is going to be I mean really really good. Now, so does that mean they're not going to do fight uh, they're not going to do fight pass prelims anymore? All of them are on ESPN Plus, or do they switch it over from fight pass to ESPN Plus like they would have switched over to like Fox Sports One? Yeah, essentially, I think they have fight pass prelims and then you know main prelims. I mean, on some of the shows, I know the the first one uh, I think is is the uh, Dillashaw and uh, Sahuda card, uh-huh. and on that one, the prelims are actually on ESPN, the channel ESPN, and then okay. the, the main card is on ESPN Plus. How crazy is that? So essentially, we go from uh, it's kind of the opposite of what we're used to. You, you're usually tuning in online. And then switching over to TV uh, for the main card, and it sounds like this is like the exact opposite. You watch on television, and if you want to watch the rest, you got to switch over to an online uh, app. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I guess it's you know to get get eyes on it, you know, and, and it's a pretty stacked card. I'm trying to remember uh, who who's main eventing it. It's a uh, cowboy and uh, Alex Hernandez, maybe. Oh. Okay. Uh, so the, they'll be main eventing the the, uh, the ESPN portion on televised, and then uh, then it'll go to to you know then it'll they'll they'll be previewing uh, Sahuda and Dillashaw all that whole time and trying to get people to to switch over to to ESPN Plus get those main card subscriptions up. Yeah, mm-hmm. be interesting to see how it goes because you know this will be the first. I mean, obviously they've had a big push in the past for uh, Fight Pass subscriptions, but this will be on another level, I think, as far as trying to get somebody to really bite the bullet and make a monthly subscription, um, you know, uh, purchase, if you will, uh, like like DAZN or something like that. But I still think it's going to be just a much bigger push. I mean, this is ESPN Plus, this is the UFC. They're really going to be, you know, trying to get, you know, some big, some big sign-up numbers, I think, for, for this ESPN Plus. It'll be interesting to see how it goes because, you know, just from talking to people, uh, I think, generally speaking, there is an apprehension about uh, about taking the dive to, to, to commit to, like, a recurring monthly <laughs> bill, you know? Yeah. I don't know what else they're going to offer on, on ESPN Plus, but, you know, the thing of it is, Fight Pass, I think, has done – a lot better than than they ever dreamed of it doing, and that's the UFC pushing it. You know, this isn't this is outside the UFC. Uh, ESPN Plus is not the UFC. I mean, that's ESPN and Disney, and you know, th- these are these are big big companies. Uh, the the push that they can give, you know, and it, just to the brand and everything as a whole, it just takes it to a whole other level. Obviously, um, but have you heard of anything else that's going to be on? On there, I mean, are they going to be doing boxing? They do a lot of boxing. I know they're they doing do. a lot of boxing. Yeah, they've got several boxing cards, and they've already been doing boxing on there, um, like undercards and whatnot, leading up to televised cards. There's a lot of basketball. Uh, watched um, it, nothing, nothing big. It's, it's a lot of you know smaller market, smaller college uh, teams. You can find you know basketball on there. Um, I want to say that they may do. I don't know for sure, but they may do like some glory and whatnot on there too. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on that, but, but glory does do some, something on ESPN. 
that would be that'd be something that I would like to see go over as a high level Muay Thai kickboxing organization also be on there. Um, you know, you know, there's boxing is massive, and, and you know, the people that that have uh, qualms with MMA, I think a lot of them just don't like the wrestling aspect of it or or the grappling aspect, and you know, you throw kickboxing in there, man. I mean, you know, if you've ever watched a kickboxing match, it's it's nonstop the whole time just you know two guys going at it um it 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 surprises me that it's never gained that much traction in america and uh, it'd be nice to see an espn or somebody push that and see what could happen with it yeah yeah i I agree you know it's it's definitely an exciting sport it just doesn't quite have that mainstream uh that mainstream following i think if it were given the proper platform and the proper push you could pick that up really quickly yeah, and I mean, there, there's there's some big stars out there, you know, in kickboxing. I mean, some of them are coming to MMA just because that's where the money's at right now. Um, you know, for them, it's, it's where you're getting, um, you know, like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, it's getting Stylebender. Um, oh, Adesanya? Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's an, a kickboxer who essentially just wasn't making enough money and came over. Um, you know, Venom Page. um uh, to Thompson. I mean, there, there's a bunch of them right now that are that have come into MMA that that we love to watch strike and and you know if you look back at any of their kickboxing matches, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable just just watching how high level these guys are. It'll be interesting to see if that uh, if, it, if it takes off with a little bit of a push. Let's do one more, man. Let's do uh, well, let's do one more topic here. I, I got to jump into some interview after that. Let's uh, let's do one more. What's uh, what's one uh, one more news item you got for me? Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about was if you had to pick, obviously we're getting uh, John Jones and Anthony Smith next. After that, do you think uh, you think Luke Rockhold would be a, a good option, or do uh, you think Corey Anderson could get his find his way in that, that title oh. shot? John John wants to fight several times this year, so he's, he's going to be looking to make a turnaround probably in June or July. Rockhold is much more interesting. I, I, I can't get it up for Corey Anderson. Me either. I can't. I can't do it, and I don't think that he's going to be able to 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 sell it, man. I don't. I, you know, Rockhold is at least kind of cocky, and you know, he's still going to talk it up and and sell the fight. And there could be, you know, some sort of delusion that he could win, you know, potentially. But um, nah, man, I don't see that with uh, Corey Anderson. I think that's that's uh, where you don't sell pay per views. Yeah, it blows my mind that Corey Anderson is even actually being discussed by. Any- Body, but at the same time, Anthony Smith is getting the fight. I mean, you know, those two guys should be fighting, and then the winner should be a fight or two away from from challenging John. But it that just kind of speaks to the to where the the light heavyweight division is at. I mean, there's just nobody there. Rockhold, I think, is is a great fight. I think that John probably just absolutely destroys Luke Rockhold, and you know, could could really put out a highlight reel from that fight. Yeah, and it's just a better name, you know. It's, it's yeah. just better. It's just I can at least kind of get into that a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Corey Anderson fight would just be a quick. I mean, it would be a first round finish, but Luke Luke's you know pretty tough dude. He's gonna stay in there for a while, but the style matchup. I mean, Corey Anderson. All, all Corey's gonna try to do is take him down. I mean, Luke's not gonna be able to take John Jones down. Neither is Corey Anderson, but Corey Anderson's gonna keep trying because it's his only hope. Luke will try to stand and strike with John a little bit, and. And, you know, it could, it could be a good fight. I mean, Luke's great. You know, he's a great kickboxer, but the angles that John hits and, and the elusiveness, it's just 
on another level and the size difference, you know, would, would ultimately probably be too much. I think Luke Luke's huge for, for middleweight, but, you know, I think John's huge for, for light heavyweight. So when you, you know, they're still a weight class apart, I believe. Yeah, I think that there's still noticeably a difference there in size and kind of speaks to just where we stand right now in the 205 division that we're just talking about either one of these guys. Right. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty pretty sad, man. Well, very good, man. I, I, as always, a pleasure having you on. I'm going to jump to some interviews, though. Uh, next week, we'll have you back. We've got, uh, man, we've got uh, not only uh, the Valor preview uh, for the big Valor uh, 54 card, but then we'll also be talking about, uh, there's UFC next weekend, too. So we'll have some picks. We'll have a lot going on, man. It'll be a busy one. Uh, appreciate the time, as always, Justin. We will uh, talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. Up next on the line, we've got something a little bit different for you guys. I've got Andy Worski on the line. He's going to be joining us to make his MMA debut next weekend. Valor Fighting Challenge 54 going down in Knoxville, Tennessee. We've got a little bit of a grudge match thing going on here. It is a, uh, for lack of a better word, it's a YouTuber's battle. And, you know, we saw uh, we saw a YouTuber's battle go down in England Um Last year, it was a big deal. Uh, these guys here that will uh, be taking on each other. It's, it's Andy Worski, who I've got on the on the line now, and he's going to be taking on Tonka Saw. These guys don't like each other. This is a legit thing from what I can gather. Uh, I don't think it's work. <laughs> uh, from from what I can gather, there is some, some real uh, animosity here uh, between two guys that are going to be uh, – they're going to settle it in the cage. They're going to settle it in our cage uh, next weekend. Uh, Andy, appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk to us. How you doing, my man? I'm doing excellent yourself. Doing great, doing great. Uh, before we jump into all this uh, this madness, all this muck and mess, <laughs> uh, well, let's talk a, bit, a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, you've got a large following out there. Andy has a, a YouTube following of over a quarter million people. Uh, but for those that aren't familiar, uh, just give us a little bit of uh, your background, first of all. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about your show, and uh, then let's kind of seg into how we got to what we're doing next week. Sure, man. Yeah, I've been doing YouTube for about like 12 years now. Started with stand-up comedy for eight years. Then um, the YouTube thing just took over. I'm doing a lot better uh, viewers and money-wise. And then about two years ago, it became my full-time job. Uh, I've been doing that uh, um, ever since. First, I was just doing like, you know, rant videos, talking about stuff. Now it's more of the live show stuff. And it's doing really, really well. Uh, I've actually taken a little bit of a break for the last few weeks to train. I've been training my ass off. Um, and uh, this started, basically Tonka and I were friends for for a while. Um, and then he's, he's doing all these sketchy things behind my back and, you know, talking smack about a lot of people. And he's just, he's just overall a bad person, right? And the thing is with Tonka, people have to know is this guy for years... Every time someone pisses him off, he's like, I'll fight you. Let's fight. Let's fight. And everyone always said no. They're like, nah, nah. And I was the first guy to be like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first guy to be like, all right, let's, let's do this. this. I'm, right. down. I'm down. And then uh, he was trying to like, you know, set it. I I personally, uh, I was just like, yo, I'll just fly down where uh, you are. And we'll just fight it on the streets. Who cares, right? Yeah, like, no, right. no. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care. Your backyard. Let's do it. Uh, and then he was like, no, nah, no. Nah, uh, we'll find a spot to do it. We'll find a spot to do it. 
And then he spoke to Tara La Rosa on his uh, on his show. And within like 10 minutes, she had it actually set up after the, the, uh, uh, the talk, their talk. <laughs> it became a and, real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Became, yeah. Oh, and uh, it's funny because he's been hide- he hasn't shown his face on camera or anything in years. And he still won't do that, which makes me just think that this guy, he talks a lot of smack and hasn't been training or anything for, like, for years. Uh, he claims he has. Uh, but he just won't show his face. So it's going to be nice to have him finally have to show his face. And I like after everything he's done to me uh, and other people, backstabbing people and being the snake that he is, I am so pumped to fight him. I am going to break his face. This is this is going to be magic. I am so... And it's going to be legal. Oh, exactly. I mean, if we did it the other way, it'd be a little bit more secretive. But... <laughs> <laughs> but with this, yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped, and I've been training for, you know, since we've set this up. I've been working out like you know at the gym uh, just regularly for a, a long time now. But like training, actually fighting, uh, for like what? It's been a month and a half. Yeah, it's fun. Yo, I'm actually addicted to it. I'm surprised. <laughs> So I, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Some, you know, I, you know, I, I've spoken to you on the phone, and you've made it very clear, very evident that you are taking this seriously. You don't. You know, you're obviously on a card with a lot of skilled athletes, a lot of skilled fighters from all over the country. And you, you know, you're taking this thing seriously. You don't want to to make it seem like you're making a mockery of things or not or not taking it seriously. You're really putting in the time to to prepare yourself to, uh, you know, to go out there and, and battle. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it could have been easily just like, all right, whatever, let's just fight and and just, you know, just do it the way I am right now. But no, like I, like this is important for me to beat him. This is like, imp- there's a lot on the line, and there's a lot of people expecting to, you know, see his ass just get beaten. You know, I get private messages and emails like, "Yo, Andy, man, like, please beat him." Like, <laughs> and and uh, but the training itself, it's very intensive. Uh, but really, and I like I was doing, you know, doing my show, my live show while training for a little bit and then it just got way too much like i had to focus it's either just you know you know not train as much or or put everything into training so i decided to take a break and and do that and it's yeah like i said it's fun it's something i'll probably even like be doing after the fight not fighting like like regularly on you know in on matches i mean maybe who knows who who knows where this takes me but uh, just the actual training portion of it, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, whether you, you uh, choose to stay uh, in uh, competition or not, I think uh, regardless, the, the, the conditioning and uh, the rigors of, of, of this type of training uh, can't, can't hurt. Exactly. In fact, I, I can hurt other people, which is even better. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I can protect myself, protect myself. That's what I meant. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, any kind of nerves coming up here. You know, you guys have talked a lot, a lot of smack. I feel like, uh, you know, regardless, win or lose, you guys both go in there, give it your all uh, and, and put on a good showing. Even if you were to lose, I don't think there's anything to hang your head over because, you know, it takes a lot of balls to get in there and fight. You're, you're going to be fighting in front of thousands of people, and so it, it take you know you're putting it on the line. You're going out there and uh, and 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 showing some some balls, but at the same time, you don't want to go out there and just get complete get your ass kicked and not have a good showing. So any any nerves at all uh, in that regard? Well, after you saying that now, yes, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, 
No, honestly, man, I'm I'm so so focused on on the fight, so focused on the, on the training and what I've learned. And I was told by you know a few fighters who were um, you know, who I was talking to, they're like, oh, you know, when you're out there and there's people watching and you know there's cameras, you you might freeze up, you might get a little bit nervous. But uh, you know, after doing like stand up for so long in front of people, you know, I don't get the crowd, you know, being afraid of the crowd, that's not there anymore. That I'm already used to. I'm already used to that. I mean, the only, I guess, nerves uh, is just, I'd say, yeah, there is like almost, almost I want to, you know, just fight now, just get it over with, right. you know, after, and, and, and this guy, he he's made his entire show based on just talking about me. You know, I, I, I hadn't heard of him for like, you know, a week and a half, two weeks. I wasn't, you know, paying attention to him. And people were just messaging me. You know, he talked about you for another like half an hour today. I'm like, she, he, he dreams about me. He dreams about me. And uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and the nerves are more of anger. It's more like, all, all right, buddy. All right, let's do this. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm just, I'm act. I'm real. It was more nervous though when, we had set it up the first few weeks when I went, I'm into training for the first time, but now it's, it's changed over, you know, at a full 180. Very nice, man. Well, you know, we're going to talk to talk here next. So I'm going uh, to, before I look good before luck. this, yeah, so, so <laughs> it should be good to get a, a, a contrasting viewpoint. Um, so everybody stay tuned. We'll have talk coming on next before we wrap it up, my man. I want to let everybody know if you uh, if you want to check this out, of course, it'll be at the Knoxville Coliseum next Saturday. We'll also be doing a live pay-per-view on the uh, Valor Fighting Challenge uh, website. Uh, make sure you use offer code Worski on there. If you're, if you're tuning in to see Andy Worski fight, make sure you use promo code Worski so we all know, uh, you know who, you're, who you're supporting there. Uh, Andy, any kind of shout-outs you want to give before we let you – I want to let you uh, pump your show. And uh, any shout-outs you want to give in the lead-up to this uh, before we close out as far as uh, – Sponsors, training partners, uh, just any love you want to you want to show. Well, well, actually, I want to. Well, first of all, it's YouTube.com/slash Andy Warski, uh, W A R S K I. But on um, on Friday at ten o five p.m. Eastern, I will be on the Ralph Retort, uh, a kill stream. It's called Stream.me/slash The Ralph Retort. Uh, that's where I'll be. Uh, you know, live like for the first time in two weeks, and we'll be talking about the fight. So that's Friday, at 10:05 nice. uh, p.m. Eastern. Yeah, man, that's about it. And he's gonna be jo joining me um, in my corner as well. He has a big show, and uh, we're pumped ahead there, man. We're so pumped. Very good, man. And any shout-outs you want to give here? Like I said, any kind of uh, if you got any training partners you want to shout out or anything like that? I'll, I'll let you do that before we close out. Sure, sure. Yeah, my roommate Kirby. <laughs> and the and the one gym I'm going to, uh, it's it's pretty, it's pretty. Uh, you'll, I don't want to say what it is just because I don't want people like showing up to, to say <laughs> hi to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, they've been doing an awesome job training me as well. But my roommate uh, Kirby has been training me a lot too, so it's been awesome. Very nice. And of course, we'll be doing, uh, we'll have the uh, the live uh, weigh-ins the night before uh, the Valor show next Friday night. So of course, you and your crew will be there. Uh, anybody that wants to come up and uh, and say, hey, of course, uh, I'm sure you'll be available. Yeah, man. Oh, and also, sorry, a Coach Red Pill will be jo joining me in my a corner as well. Awesome dude. Uh, it's going to be fun. 
Very good. This has been Andy Worski. You can check him out making his cage debut against a very heated rival in Tonka Saw. Can't wait for it, Andy. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, buddy. Up next on the line, I have got Tonka Saw. He's going to be making his MMA debut in about a week. Uh, it's going to be Valor Fighting Challenge 54 next Saturday night at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. He's going to be taking on a guy that he's not very fond of. This is a bit, this is a bit of a rivalry, and it's kind of being, um, I guess, promoted as like a YouTuber's, uh, YouTuber's match. Uh, as we said earlier, there was a, a very big YouTuber's match last year in England, and uh, these guys uh, do not like each other. Uh, Tonka Saul joining us again. Tonka, how are you doing tonight? We appreciate a few minutes of your time. Oh, uh, good. It's, uh, it's For the first time in a few nights, it's actually not raining. So uh, no doubt. So, yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, you know, we just spoke uh, to your opponent, Andy Worski, uh, and, uh, you know, you guys are going to be throwing down in the cage a, a real fight, a real sanctioned MMA fight. Um, uh, and on a big night of fights, is going to be part of, uh, you know, 18 bouts next weekend. Uh, before we get into that, I want to uh, give you a chance to, to kind of give us a little bit of background. Tell us about, you know, your your show, your channel, let you push that a little bit. And then uh, just a little bit about uh, what has uh, caused this this rivalry, this uh, this feud to finally take place actually in a like in what what kind of, you know, obviously people have beef all the time, but like. Why do you know what was the catalyst to make this thing come to fruition? Like with a real sanctioned MMA cage fight? Uh, I think it's probably I'll go I'll go with peer pressure. It was probably the easiest way. And Tara Larosa ended up hearing about it, and she tweeted it out. And there's this there's just a certain once things start to build a certain steam, uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to say no once it start once the ball gets rolling a certain way. Uh, there had been a lot of kicking around of, you know, let's uh, let's fight, let's do it like the uh, boxing or this. Or it was just kicking around to the idea. And when Tara tweeted it out, it kind of took away an out. Uh, and it was like, okay, well, let's do it. Uh, within a couple of days, you know, it went up and down in whether or not it might happen for a few days. Uh, but it, it got it got kind of hammered, settled, and it was gonna, it's going, going to go down and everything. And that's it's weird that it it's it's got here. I was, I don't know. I I talked to you uh, a couple of times, and you mentioned something like if you would have asked you like a month ago, this actually happened, you wouldn't know. Right. And I was kind of in the same boat. I was in. The, I I didn't know if he was good. I wouldn't think that I would be ten days out and still be like, okay, okay, we're good. Because like that was the whole. I was just went. I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. Okay, we're still good. We're we're ten days away. <laughs> I don't know if this. I don't know if this airs ten days away. It may be nine days or eight days by the right, time right. this is heard by people but finally getting within that nice little home stretch it's a it's a good feeling and uh, I've, I've, I've been in front of crowds before i enjoy it i've uh, i i don't know there, there's just there's something about it to look forward to and it's good to have something to look forward to and that that's what kind of got me going for it there's there's a million things uh between me and this what it's one of the easiest ones off the top of my head. I mean, like, he stole money from my friend the other week. It's like, what are you doing? Like, he just charges back a bunch of money from him in the middle, like, a week before Christmas. And it's like, this is why people don't like you. This is why people want to fight. This is the kind of stuff you do that will make somebody want to fight. And so it, I'm, I'm going to look forward to fight. It's, it's also kind of nice, you know, it's going to be a fight against somebody who I actually don't like. You know, usually there's always that sportsmanship thing and right, people right. where... 
you know, you, you know, I like this guy, but I'm going to go and hit him. And, you know, after that, we'll be friends. With him. I don't have to worry about that, actually, because I don't like this guy. And I'm going to get to hit him. And I don't have to be his friend after. <laughs> so I, do, look, I get to cut out all of the uh, all the good stuff that kind of holds. I, I was about to say hold people, but it didn't hold people. But, but you know, kind of make people, you know, I like this guy, but I'm going to go in here and punch him in the face. I don't have to worry about that. I do not like this guy. You know, Amy gave a little bit of backstory, not a whole lot, but at the same time, he, he said that you guys used to be friends. He said that you guys were friends uh, for, for several years. Uh, didn't get into a whole lot of details, like I said. He said that, you know, there was some some talk back and forth, I guess, um, and some derogatory comments made, uh, you know. And, and to tell you the truth, you know, whenever this whole thing kind of came to fruition, I thought that there was – probably less than 50% chance that, that it would all actually see the light of day. Just, you know, you're dealing with guys that, that you've not really met before, guys that are doing a fight for the first time. Uh, there's a lot of pressure, uh, you know, not to look bad in this situation. So I thought that uh, kind of like you did, that you know, something would happen. But it looks like this thing's starting to come together. And like and like you just said, you know, we're eight, nine, ten days away at this point. We're in that uh we're in that stretch where it's starting to become uh, a, a, a reality. Yeah. Well, see, I, one thing I want to say, just, this is another thing. He just lies about things that don't even matter. I've not even known Andy for years. Oh, wow. It, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. That's, that's how we got here. I've not even known Andy for years. I mean, maybe, maybe I met him a little over a year ago. Maybe yeah. a little over a year ago, a pinch. But it's stuff like that. Things like that, just for no reason. Why? Why even lie about that? This is why people want to fight you. So you know, and I get. I ask Andy the same question as I'm about to ask you. And uh, you know, you both. Uh, I've talked to you guys, and you both made it very uh, apparent that you, you know, you're not taking this lightly. You're not just going out here, uh, you know, amongst a bunch of, of professional fighters. You know, you're going to be amongst some legitimate professional MMA athletes from all over the country. And, you know, you guys are, are, are taking it serious. You're not trying to, to let, the, let be yourself be a mockery. It's easy to look bad. Yeah, it's, right. uh, that's what, that's what they, I've yelled about that a lot. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the idea of, uh, of Andy getting, getting, all the, you know, getting in there and he's getting into the cage and everything. And it, I, I understand, like, it's, well, they're both coming from YouTube and stuff. But I, I have a, a ridiculous amount of respect for the fight game. It bothered me. It just—it's just another thing that bothers me about him. Uh, may I hope he's taking it uh, seriously because yeah, I am. Uh, There's—I don't know if he sees this as opportunity or if he sees this as an obligation. Right, right. Whichever way he sees it, as long as he does what he needs to do to get there. But the reality is, he should see it as a privilege. The people in the fight game would look at this as a privilege. There's no a lot of people uh, who right. would love this spot. There's a lot of people that would love this spot, and it's hard. You can't, it would take years to explain to Andy why this is a privilege. That's why I wouldn't even bother with it. But I, I'm hoping he takes it seriously. I'm hoping it's not a mockery. I'm, that, I'm hoping all of these things because I'm, I'm serious as hell. <laughs> so it's yeah. safe to say, it's safe to say you've been, uh, you've been training up here for the, uh, for the past several weeks for this thing. Yeah, more than a few weeks. It was, uh, like I just told everybody today that I made weight like two weeks ago and I've sat there like real comfortably. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that was a, a you know, there uh, there was a little bit of weight for you to, to come down to make sure that, that you made the uh, the welterweight limit. So that's not going to be an issue. It sounds like that's good. We should get a couple of good 
fresh guys. Hopefully, uh, you know, neither of y'all depleted by any sort of uh, massive weight cut, you know? I was dreading having to sit in a sweat room. I, I really despise that. It's one of my least favorite things, just having to sit and sweat. And right. Man. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that that doesn't look like it's even even going to be needed. Like I'm I'm cool. I'm sitting right up under the limit. I'm good. Outstanding, man. Well, we're super excited to see this go down. Uh, before I before I let you go, I want to let you give uh, any shout outs or love where they're due. Uh, remind folks where they can listen to your show and get your uh, subscriptions up as well. And uh, and uh, you know, like I said, any love you want to give, any kind of uh, sponsors, training partners, the like, I'll let you have it. Oh, uh, well, the people who I've uh, trained, it's, it's just some uh, people from my past. I don't want to throw too many of the people out there, crazy stuff going. But I do the uh, show over on the, uh, it's a channel on YouTube. It's called Just Talk Us Off, uh, T-O-N-K-S-A-W. And yeah, it's just a morning show. There's not a lot to it. It's just a morning show. That's all. It's just people <laughs> talking in the AM. Uh, just, yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on and actually allowing this to happen i really appreciate it you know it's not the norm of what what goes on and i do appreciate it well it certainly uh certainly piqued a lot of interest man we're really excited uh again if you're uh, wanting to check this out it will be next saturday night uh at the knoxville civic coliseum if you want to come live in person you're coming to support tonka saw make sure you use offer code tonka saw so you can check that out we'll also be live on pay-per-view on the valor fights uh website so uh, looking forward to it, Tonka, for sure. Can't wait to meet you next weekend, man. Safe, uh, safe training in this last week of uh, build up to the fight. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. All right, up next on the line, we have got rising prospect Dre, Dreku Miley. He's going to be taking on a, a late replacement opponent next weekend at Valor Fighting Challenge 54. It goes down at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. Be taking on Marquise Johnson, a, a late adjustment, originally supposed to take on Anthony Yost out of Florida, who had some uh, personal issues with uh, his family that uh, forced him to pull out here. So uh, Marquise Johnson stepping in on short notice. Dre uh, coming off a big win at the last Valor card gets a submission win over Ned Spears, uh, a guy that we'd seen on the amateur ranks uh, that was making his pro debut, uh, but still a, a tricky grappler in his own right. Uh, Dre, appreciate you taking a little bit of time uh, from uh, what I'm assuming is your last hard week of camp uh, to talk to us, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I just uh, wrapped up teaching class tonight. Um, did some wrestling with uh, Heritage High School boys. And so just trying to tie everything up, you know, get the weight down and make sure I'm ready to go next Saturday. Well, you know, you're fighting this time at a bantamweight. You know, you fought a lot of your fights at flyweight. That's, I think, your uh, probably your your uh, preferred weight when you when you have your druthers. But uh, I guess fighting at 135 has allowed you to enjoy the holidays a little bit, anyway, right? Yeah, it feels good to fight at 35. I'm not fought in 35 since I fought Carol West back in oh, that's been a few years ago. It's back in my fight in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It feels good to be fighting at a weight closer to my natural walking weight. So, so naturally, walk around pretty good, but I'm always trying to maintain my body, make sure I'm not too overweight. Keep keep that uh, keep that eight pack in in check, right? Yeah, always. I always gotta keep the eight pack in check. If not, so, Chloe yells at me. 
Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah, of course, you train there at, uh, at KMAA and also do your conditioning at Frankie's Body Shop. Uh, we love Frankie, and I know he's going to have you in tip-top shape. Uh, and, of course, great trainers, Eric and Joey, good good uh, partners there to train with at KMAA. And you guys have got a, a, a lot of fighters on this card. Uh, what's the vibe like at the gym, man? I've, I've heard uh, that it, there's a lot of excitement. There's also a little bit – it seems a little chaotic. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of – a lot of chaos going on. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's always something like that when there's fight camp because used to it may be like two or three of us on a card, you know. Right. We usually gang up and help each other get through it and make sure that the person who's fighting gets the most work in. So this one's a new challenge for everybody that's fighting on the card. So now we can't just focus on helping this person get better. We also got to make sure we get our work in. So, I mean, it's always chaotic when you approach with a, a new problem, but I think we got it licked right now. Let's talk a little bit about your last fight before we get into your next fight. Uh, you, you got a first-round submission win over Ned Spears, a guy that is, uh, you know, a tricky grappler. He's a guy that's got some good submissions, and, uh, man, you put him to sleep in the first round with a, with a standing guillotine, like, really fast. Like, maybe the, that may be the fastest I've ever seen somebody go to sleep. Uh, from a standing guillotine because it, it seemed like it was just like three seconds, four seconds. It wasn't long at all. Talk a little bit about that fight. Well, the fight, I mean, I I kind of knew that he was going to wrestle with me because I watched the Logan fight. I was there in person to watch it. Um, I knew he was going to try to wrestle with me, and I was trying to be first the entire time, and I have a problem with that, but it's okay. I got it solved now. Uh, mainly, it was just trying to control wherever the fight took place. It's just happened. I had, I was going to defend the takedown. At first, he hit me with a left hook, and I was like, oh, God, he actually hurt. This guy actually got some pops to his punch. So I was like, all right, well, let's go. So <laughs> threw out uh, an overhand and a uppercut, and he bit on it, and then he just gave me his neck. And what happened was the first time as, we, as I got it cinched in the first time, he actually went out, and that's what made me stumble. And then uh, he walked back up as soon as we hit the ground, and I had to pick him right back up and put him back out when he was on the cage. So he was out for a good little minute. Yes, yes, and and you know what? Uh, that was that was uh, going to be a quick turnaround. That was just uh, just a few weeks ago that that happened, and now you're right back in action again. Uh, is that something that we're going to see uh, more of this year? You know, you stringing together a good bit of activity. Yeah, I always like to stay busy. Now that I have a avenue, or I can actually fight a lot, and I have people who'd be like, "Oh, maybe." It's like, yeah, we'll definitely find somebody as long as I stay busy. Like yeah, I said, the ultimate goal is to get to the big shows. I'm trying to get to a Bellator. I'm trying to get to UFC somewhere. Be like Vince or be like somebody here that, you know, you can watch on TV on Saturdays and get hyped to, you know. Heck yeah, and with your fighting style, that certainly fits the bill, man. And to do that, you gotta you gotta stay busy. You gotta you gotta get that record up. So I can uh, I can I can appreciate you uh, your uh, your appetite, if you will, to uh, to stay busy and stay hungry, man. Let's talk a little bit about this bout coming up. Originally supposed to face Anthony Yost, uh, that has changed in the past few days. Now you'll be taking on Marquise Johnson out of Ohio. Uh, talk a little bit about this matchup. Is there anything about it that you've had to change your preparation for at the last minute? Uh, no, not really. You know, we prepare for pretty much anybody who's all around kickboxers. He likes to kick. He's a softball. And I got people in here that do that same thing every single Friday. So it's nothing really different. Just make sure I do what I do. It doesn't matter what he does. If he wants to kick, he can kick if he wants to. Uh, it's mainly about what I capitalize. I got to be first and I got to put him down and establish my dominance to him. Let him know that he's locked in there with me, that I'm not locked in there with him. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Well, uh, but before uh, before we get uh, before we get to next week, I want to let you give some uh, some shout outs where they're due. Any kind of love that you got for uh, training partners, sponsors, all that good stuff as we lead up to next week, and also where we can uh, follow you on social media and uh, you know uh, get those those uh, followers up. My Facebook is Drake Kumai. My Instagram is Dre Miley MMA one two five. Just give a shout out to Frankie's Body Shop, Chloe Badia, everybody there that's helped help me and my other teammates get in tip top shape for this massive card that has literally everybody on it. Um, all my teammates from top to bottom, I think we've I've sparred with everybody. I've rolled with everybody. Everybody's gave me a bit of something. Um, my coaches, Eric Turner, Joey's Joey, they just they're just the best ever. I just I couldn't do this without them. Um, pretty much anybody, my family and friends, sponsors, RDX, uh, let's see who else. There's so many people to thank. I mean, just all my sponsors, really. There's just too many people to thank. Just make sure you come to the fight, get a ticket. It's going to be a fun one. Don't sleep on this fight. Once again, this has been one of the hottest prospects in the South, Dre, Dre Kumiley. He's going to be returning to the Valor Cage next weekend. Valor Fighting Challenge 54, take on Marquise Johnson. Be sure to check it out live at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum or live on pay-per-view on the Valor Fighting Challenge website. Thanks so much for the time, Dre. We'll see you next week. Thank you. All right, up next on the line, it is my pleasure to welcome one half of your main event next weekend, Valor Fighting Challenge 54 at Knoxville Civic Coliseum. It's the Black Widow, Jessica Borga, joining us. Thanks so much for the time, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Really getting excited for next weekend. It is a stacked card, and you are at the top of it. Lots of female pro MMA action. We've got five pro female fights, and you're at the top of the heap taking on a very tough Shanimal, Shanna Young, in her backyard. You're coming up from Florida uh, there, uh, training at Champions MMA there under uh, uh, Ross Kellen. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, before we get into this fight, uh, I guess for our listeners that aren't familiar with you, uh, talk a little, about, a little bit about your background, how you got into MMA, uh, kind of your journey up till now, if you will. And also, uh, give us the, the, the meaning behind the, the, the nickname, the Black Widow. It's, uh, is, it, is it like a venomous uh, reference there, or have you... Uh, uh, have you have you have you left some men lying lying dead? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's pretty funny. Um, the background of the name. I'll start with that. I guess um, I started fighting at a very young age. Uh, I've always been uh, drawn to I guess the violence and the adrenaline. <laughs> no doubt. Um, since I was a kid, <laughs> but uh, I was raised with a tough dad, a tough environment growing up, so it made me tough. I guess. So I've always been a fighter, whether it was for like what I was fighting through or whatnot. And uh, when I went into Champions for the first time, I actually went uh, because everyone kept telling me, you know, you were meant to fight. Just go in there and do your thing. And I was like, ah, you know, for a while, I kind of put it off. Uh, and when I went in there, I fell in love with it, of course. <laughs> and I got really good faster than move. Um, probably because I trained so much um, because of how much I enjoyed doing it when I started it. But the nickname, I actually wanted the nickname Tornado because that's the nickname that I had growing up was Jesse Tornado, uh, probably because of my multiple personalities. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been a whirlwind of uh, (laughs) different personalities. And everyone always nicknamed me Tornado. And I was like, hey, you know, whenever I started fighting and everything, I was like, well, yeah, sounds cool. But my coach had a different idea. And I thought he had named me the Black Widow 
because of my tattoo on the back of my neck. I had a black widow because I always found them very interesting. The female of the species is more venomous than the male. And yes. I don't know, I've always been into that kind of thing. So the venomous <laughs> was my thing. I, I like that because the woman was more powerful than the male. But, you know, that's a good thing, it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're coming off a big win, uh, you know, uh, earlier uh, in, well, I guess it's been almost a year now, uh, looking at it, it's been April since your last fight, but coming off a win, a round one uh, TKA stoppage over Haley Turner, uh, a, a lady we will see on this same card, she'll be competing uh, as well on this card, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that win and talk a little bit about uh, the, you know, this is a pretty good layoff, this has been, this will be, I guess, nine months, give or take, uh, in between fights, is that uh, by design or just uh, had a hard time lining things up? Uh, honestly, there was a lot of going on. Um, I was moving and stuff. I was still training. Uh, I wanted to fight sooner. Uh, it didn't work out that way. Uh, I'm usually very more, way more active. If anyone is following me, um, they know. <laughs> I usually like to fight uh, every couple months, every three months. Um, I just had a lot of stuff going on that I had to like kind of sort through um, personally but I'm still training hard and I was still working on everything that I need to work on. But, um, I, my last win was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was good. Um, I was very upset with my first pro fight. That's why I fought twice in the same month. Um, with Haley Turner, that was three weeks after my first pro fight. Um, I was a little sick on my first pro fight. I didn't like how, of course the results <laughs> went and I did not like the outcome. Um, so it kind of fueled my fire to get back in there as quick as I could. Very nice. Very nice. So, you know, coming up here um, on next week, it, it's a big fight. You're taking on Shannon Young. She's an Invicta vet. Uh, obviously, you're coming into her backyard here. Uh, this is a this is a tough fight. You know, not a lot of ladies are are, are wanting to take that fight. You, we didn't have much hesitation from any hesitation, for that matter, uh, from you. Uh, obviously, uh, this is a fight that I've, I've got to imagine that you see being one that can you can make your name off of. You know, she, there's a little bit of hype behind Shanna being an Invicta vet you go in here knock her off and you take some of that shine absolutely um yeah she's a very good fighter i have much respect for anyone who steps in the cage uh the better the fighter they are the more excited i get so <laughs> um she is very you know she's skilled and i that just fuels my fire even more so um i know we have fought uh, a previous opponent and lisa spangler and i did five rounds with lisa spangler and um so i do know that we have fought some of the same opponents and the same, I guess you could say, <laughs> level. And I'm really stoked for it. All right. All right. Yeah, we're really stoked as well, of course, uh, coming all the way up here from Florida, uh, you know, into Tennessee. Have you ever been up here to Tennessee? Have you been to the Smoky Mountains before? No, I've actually never been to Tennessee. Pretty excited about that, actually. I'm used to being the villain going into their territory, too, so I'm okay with the <laughs> you could, Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people feed off of it, you know, and uh, you know, this, the more the more they boo, the, the, the more pumped they get. So I know I'm going to be super, super stoked for this one. Uh, before we let you go, I want to let you give some shout-outs where they're due, uh, any kind of sponsors, training partners, any love you want to give, and also where we can find you on social media so we can get those uh, the more and more people following you on social media absolutely um everything's pretty easy for social media uh black widow borga b-o-r-g you can pretty much find on twitter instagram facebook uh, i want to give mad props to my team uh, my coach uh, all my coaches not just um ross kellen but everyone that has helped me with this fight camp um i really appreciate the push and you know all the techniques that they showed me on a regular basis <laughs> they really get me 
exactly where I need to be for every fight camp. So um, I mad respect to my champion team. And, of course, all my sponsors that help make this possible. I uh, really appreciate every single one of y'all. Um, it would take a little bit to go through each one of you, but you know who you are, and you know I, I really appreciate everything that you guys do for me. Once again, this has been the Black Widow, Jessica Borga. You can check her out next weekend, the main event, Valor Fighting Challenge, Knoxville, Tennessee. Be sure to check it out live at the Civic Coliseum, or if you can't make it, you can check it out on uh, on the Valor Fighting Challenge website. Make sure you use promo code BORGA if you are tuning in to see the Black Widow, Jessica Borga, throw down that night. Thanks so much for the time, Jessica. Can't wait to see you next week. I can't wait either. Don't miss it. Up next on the line, I am joined by undefeated professional Adam Waite prospect. It is Tabitha Batgirl Watkins. Thanks for the time, Tabitha. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We uh, we can't wait to see you in action next weekend. You're going to be throwing down at Valor Fighting Challenge 54. It all goes down in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Civic Coliseum. You are going to be taking on the debuting Carmen Zamora. Uh, and, you know, you're coming into this already 2-0 as a professional. Uh, this is, I believe you told me, the first time you'll be fighting out of Michigan, coming all the way down to Tennessee with your teammate Haley Turner. Uh, before we get into your fight, uh, I'd like for you to uh, give a little background on yourself for our listeners that aren't familiar uh, with you you know, a little bit of a, a brief uh, bio, if you will, on what kind of got you into uh, MMA and fighting and, uh, you know, kind of how we got to here. For sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm super excited to come down. Uh, I've wanted to fight out of state and I love Tennessee. So I'm excited to be down there and uh, put on a show for you guys. Um, I started MMA. Uh, I was always, I was always active as, as a child and all through high school, I was in sports. Uh, I did a, internship at an engineering company after high school before I went to college. So I had about a year where I didn't have sports and I was like, well, I want to do something. I always wanted to try martial arts and just didn't have the opportunity and wanted to learn some self-defense before I moved to a bigger city and stuff. So I figured I'd try it out and you know, about six months of training, I just really wanted to compete, see what else that I, I could do and, um, and started competing. I never thought I'd go pro, you know, I thought it would just be a hobby and then it just became more of a passion for me. And, you know, now I'm 2-0 as a pro and I'm trying to make a run for the big stages. So I'm doing everything I can to get my name out there and, uh, you know, to put on some good performances. And yeah, I just, I love it. You know, I started as jujitsu, strictly jujitsu, uh, and then uh, really developed my striking. So I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded and just going to keep working on getting better and trying to get to that big stage. Well, you know, I, I love your outlook there. And, you know, uh, being a, a female atom weight, you really uh, at two and O already, you know, I could definitely, and you know, if I'm not, uh, not uh, mistaken, you've got a teammate that's already in Invicta, right? Correct. Alicia Zapatella. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, uh, you know, it obviously helps to, to have, uh, you know, those connections and, and already being two and O I could imagine, uh, at Adam weight, especially where, uh, you know, you don't have as many fighters like you do at say 125. uh, you know, there's a real good chance you could, you could get that call. So that's very exciting. Uh, to talk a little bit about this matchup we've got coming up, you've got Carmen Zamora. Uh, she is, uh, from down this way. She's technically from, uh, in Kentucky. So she's actually not, uh, from Knoxville, but she's from definitely closer than you are. 
are. And, uh, you know, kind of known to be a grappler. She's got a wrestling background. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, this matchup. You know, you kind of said uh, before that you you – uh, initially kind of entered into this this realm uh, as a grappler a grappling based uh, fighter anyway yeah yeah um i'm excited uh i've i've done my research you know i've i've looked looked her up you know and i think i know how she's going to come fight me and i've i've planned accordingly you know i got my game plan and yeah i'm ready to execute it I, if we could fight tomorrow i would i'm ready you know so uh i'm just really looking forward to it i know it'll be a good matchup, you know. If we go to the ground, it'll be there'll be some good grappling exchanges. I think it'll be a good one for the fans. Um, but I mean, I'm also a pretty solid striker, so we're gonna have to see if she can get by that first. But you know, I'm down for whatever happens. I'm ready for any situation, and you know, I'm coming to win. So. Absolutely. So, you know, we've kind of got our own little uh, mini Invicta vibe going on this show. You are one of five pro female fights. Uh, is that exciting to be on a card with, with this? You know, it, it's rare on a regional uh, level show uh, to see this many pro females. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm super excited and I'm even more excited that, you know, one of my teammates is going to be there with me fighting, fighting alongside me. So, yeah, yeah. Of course, you've got Haley Turner, your teammate making the ride down here with you. Uh, she's going to be taking on Christina Ricker in another uh, fight that I anticipate being very, very exciting. Uh, is it, is it a, a lot easier, I imagine, getting to go through this whole process with a teammate, especially you know, fighting out of, out of state for the first time? Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, at least it'd be nice to have someone to carpool with. It's about like an eight-hour drive, I think, and, you know, have someone there to, you know, be working out with and getting ready and cutting weight with, so... It'll be good. Now, before I let you go, I want to. Uh, what, uh, what can we get the background or the, the story, if you will, behind your nickname? Why Batgirl? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I was always like a Batman fan, kind of like a nerdy comic book kid. And uh, right. when I <clears throat> when I started training, my first jujitsu coach would tell me like I would always wear, you know, Batman shirts or whatever. He'd tell me that like I reminded him of Barbara Gordon, which if anyone knows anything about comic books, that's Batgirl's real name. So, wow. uh, and I just, he was like, you know, if you ever have a fight name, it should be Batgirl. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. <laughs> and now it's me. Like I am Batgirl, you know, that's like awesome. that is me. That will always be me. And it's, it's my alter ego, you know, uh, well, I got you Everyone pay attention to my walkout, so I'll have a cool little outfit, you know, oh, Batgirl style. So okay, yeah, we'll have to make out. sure we, we have to make sure the cameras are, uh, get that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, So uh, one day before, I'm going to have my own bat signal spotlight when I walk oh, out. Oh, that's my that'd goal. be badass. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to let you give some shout-outs where they're due before I let you go. Uh, any training partner sponsors, uh, just any, any love you want to give, and also uh, where people can follow you on social media. All right, awesome. Uh, yeah, shout-out to everyone at Team SFS, you know, my coaches, James Gray, um, and uh, my two top training partners are Christy Gar and Alicia Zapatella, and, you know, they're very high-caliber wrestlers, so they're exactly what I needed for this fight camp. Um, I just did, you know, my fight simulation with Christy today, and, you know, we're both feeling good. She's got a fight coming up, too. Uh, so huge thank you to them. I want to give a shout-out to some of my cross-training teammates at Edge Fitness. Uh, when, I, when I can't always make it down to SFS, they're always there to help me out. Shout out to my biggest sponsor, Richard Farragan from Grilling Fitness Center. Uh, I, I work at his gym. I get to I get to work out there. He's my nutritionist, my massage therapist. So 
I couldn't do this without him. Uh, um, shout out to my sponsors. I won't list them all, but they know who they are and I appreciate their support. Uh, what was your other question? I'm sorry. Social media. Social media. Um, yeah, follow me, my uh, athlete page on Facebook, Tabitha Batgirl Watkins, or my Instagram, Tabitha Batgirl. Once again, this has been Tabitha Batgirl Watkins. She's going to be making her Valor debut down here at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum just about a week from now. Be sure you tune in live on pay-per-view if you can't make the trip down to Tennessee. And make sure you use offer code Watkins if you uh, if you tune in on the pay-per-view so uh, we all know who you're tuning in to support. Uh, thanks so much for the time, Tabitha. Really looking forward to seeing you throw down next weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's going to wrap it up for another edition of the Valor Hour. This is number 98, man. We're getting up close to 100. Uh, we'll be back next week with more interviews. We've got UFC preview. We've got a the Valor Fighting Challenge 54 breakdown episode next week. It's going to be a loaded one, so uh, make sure you got plenty of time uh, in your day to listen to it. I'm guessing we'll probably go two hours next week. Thanks so much to my co-host, Justin Watson. Thanks so much to my guest, uh, tonight, you guys uh, were awesome, and uh, make sure you tune in next week. Make sure you subscribe, share. Let's get the, let's keep the, this ball rolling, and uh, make sure you check out Valor Fighting Challenge next uh, next weekend, next Saturday. Uh, you can see the pay per view on ValorFightingChallenge.com. Get tickets at Ticketmaster uh, backslash ValorFightingChallenge54.com, uh, and hopefully we see you guys there. Till then, I'm Tim Loy signing out. Valor Hour episode 98. is an MMA report with Jason Floyd, Quick Fix, on Radio Influence. My number 10 fight, Daniel, and I don't know if this is in your 6 to 10 or not, is a fight that's going to take place here uh, at the end of the month at Bellator 214, which this is a fight that I absolutely love. And I love that Bellator 214 card. I, I think it's a, a a great event that Bellator has put together uh, in terms of that main card. You know, the, the prelims, let's be let's call it what it is. That's a local California card, what it is. But uh, my number 10 fight is Juan Archuleta versus Ricky Bendejas. Uh, I, I just love that fight. I don't know if that's in your uh, 10 through 6 or not that is not is it in your one through five it is not oh wow so i guess we'll we'll talk about it a little here uh since it's not in your list here uh you know uh, the interesting thing is a archuleta moving down to 135 pounds we see him look look great 145 pounds but also uh, i noted and uh i want to say it was james lynch who uh you had a tweet about this based on his interview that he had this week with Juan archuleta is the fact that this is the last fight on Juan's bellator deal uh james did note that uh Juan said that he does intend to sign with bellator but man, if one Archuleta gets a win here against Ricky Bedeas, and we and we saw what Ricky did uh, to James Gallagher, uh, you know, in the last quarter of 2018, boy, one Archuleta is in a great spot heading into free agency. Yeah, I can absolutely see why you would want to put this fight here because this is a great fight. And if one Archuleta does get that win, it's not like the UFC is going to break out the Brinkstruck, but he's absolutely to me a guy. Whether it's at 135 or it's at 145 that you would want to add to your roster. I mean, if he beats Ricky Bendejas, we're talking about a 22-1 and fighter. And at the end of the day, regardless if he re-signs with Bellator or if he signs with the UFC, 2019 is probably going to be a big year for either Ricky Bendejas or Juan Archuleta. 
I think these two guys, when you look at the entire Bellator roster in terms of potential breakout fighters, these are high up the list. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.